0: I wanted to put it on your radar if you're looking for something to do if you're looking for something cool uh coach and I are planning on heading down in the next little bit to check this out because I'm fascinated by it you know uh that we like to talk about a few different well a lot of different things on this show space being one of them dinosaurs being uh, one of the other ones and um, you might remember the story of a perfectly preserved dinosaur dinosaur not dinosaur dinosaur Um, if you've been to the Royal Terrell Museum you've seen it in all of its glory if you haven't or haven't heard about it I wanted to tell you about it today and maybe just put it back on your radar here's a little bit of the history of it it was back in March of 2011 when uh, a shovel operator by the name of Sean Funk uh, at Suncor Energy's Millennium oil sands mine north of Fort McMurray was digging away at a large large bank and he stumbled upon Alberta's oldest dinosaur fossil, and it is one of the most well-preserved dinosaur fossils ever found. Then they had to figure out what exactly it was. Six years after it was found, the mysterious dinosaur was declared a new species to science. It was given a proper name that I'll let our next guest tell, because it's a little bit of a mouthful. Dr. Caleb Brown is uh, the curator of dinosaur systematics and evolution at the museum. Dr. Brown, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. Oh, Caleb. All right. Um, So the name of this dinosaur... The 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 full name. Can you tell us what it is again?
1: Yes, the name of the animal is pelta mark Okay, and, and can
0: you uh, break yeah. it down what that means.
1: Uh, so pelta basically means northern shield. Okay, um, and mark is... Is uh, in honor of Mark Mitchell who is the gentleman who spent about five and a half years um, very carefully removing the specimen from the rock and getting it ready for display.
0: Five and a half years that's unreal when you talk about the painstaking work that went into getting it pulled out of that rock to getting it on display that's unreal that's patience.
1: Yes, so we have some very committed uh, employees, and uh, we figured we should reward him with a bit of a, a bit of a, a special uh, thing in this case, and that was actually naming the dinosaur after him.
0: So when when the dinosaur was discovered, um, and uh, a team from the museum went up, you kind of like the first glances at it, like oh my gosh, they realized pretty much right away that there was something special here.
1: Uh, Yes. Um, So first off, it was kind of confusing as to what it was at the beginning because um, the rock that is being dug up there is marine rock. So it was basically rock laid down under the sea. Uh, The animal was actually a terrestrial animal that lived on land, so most of the fossils we find there are marine animals. Um, But once our crew got on the ground, they figured out that, yes, this was an armored dinosaur, Um, this wasn't some kind of marine creature. And uh, the initial uh, hints of what was there suggest that it was going to be fantastically preserved and that turned out to be the case.
0: So tell us about how fantastically preserved this animal was.
1: Yeah, well, normally when you have a dinosaur specimen, uh, it's just the skeleton. We just have the bones. And if we're lucky, we have most of the skeleton. Uh, In this case, we don't just have the skeleton, we don't have the bones. We have all of the skin and all of the armor on the outside of the animal as well. Uh, And it's also not kind of, it's not squished, it's not compacted. It's in the same three-dimensional shape as it was back in the Cretaceous. So I like to say this is kind of the closest you're going to see to actually seeing a dinosaur in the flesh.
0: Yeah, like in real life. So when you when you see this, when you go into work and you see this, it's like, oh yeah, man, I made the right decision to get into this <laughs> to, to get to get into this into this business. How cool is it for someone whose whose work has been dinosaurs to be able? You know, you you never really thought you'd actually see one for for real, and this is the closest it can be.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a great job to have, and when you get to work with specimens like this, uh, yeah, it, it, you can't compare it to anything else in the world.
0: So, um, as I was mentioned, I'm, I'm hoping to get down there and then in the next little while to see it because I'm just fascinated by this, and we've been following it on this show for for a few years now, and I think um, we've explained in the past a little bit of what it looked like. It, it wasn't super huge, was it? It was about the size of a pickup truck. Oh,
1: okay. Um, yeah, but it's shorter. It's kind of very close to the ground, and so you have to imagine an animal that has kind of four legs and a long tail, but the entire animal is covered in these kind of bony spikes that we call osteoderms, Um, and it's basically the dinosaur equivalent of a tank.
0: (laughs) You're speaking my language now. Okay, so when I take a look at pictures of it, it looks all very kind of greeny-grayish, but that, that wasn't what it was like in real life, was it?
1: Yeah, so as it's preserved now, the the rock that it's in is kind of a medium gray, and the bones are kind of this browny color, but most of the skin is a a dark gray. So it's quite drab in terms of the current colors, Um, but we were able to get some details about what its coloration was like back when it was alive in the Cretaceous, and uh, that evidence suggests it had a bit of a reddish-brown pigmentation on it. And that it was probably lighter underneath and darker on top, which is a, kind of a very basic form of camouflage called countershading.
0: And in and, and and this um, this animal has been really a gift. You've been able to learn a lot from this animal, haven't you? Even like w- what was kind of its last meal, if I remember correctly. It-
1: yeah, uh, in addition to how well preserved the animal is, uh, there's also uh, stomach contents uh, preserved as well. So there's this kind of blob of stuff, <laughs> well, kind of soccer ball sized, in its abdomen. Um, and when you take that material and you, you cut it up and look at it under a microscope, it's actually beautifully preserved plant material. And we can team up with, with our paleobotanist colleagues and we can figure out what types of plants it was eating and what, what uh, parts of those plants. And it turns out this animal was mainly eating ferns and the leaves of ferns, uh, which in some cases is not a surprise because ferns were quite common back in the Cretaceous. But there was lots of other things for it to eat, like cycads and conifers that it didn't seem to eat. So we Mm -hmm. can actually get a little bit of hint about what the diet of this animal was before it died.
0: Are you still, you know, taking a look at it and um, trying to figure out more information about it?
1: Uh, Yes, we still have some ongoing research projects and the specimen is also uh, available for external researchers to come and and research as well. Um, One of the things about a museum is once you kind of collect something and and, and preserve it, it's then available for other scientists to come along and do their own research projects with it as well. So I'm sure we're just seeing the kind of the tip of the iceberg about what this specimen will reveal.
0: Have have other specimens of uh, the boreal pelta been found? Uh, no, this is the only,
1: only specimen, wow. and that's kind of for two reasons. Uh, first off, it's it's found out of place. Uh, where it was living uh, is not where it was buried, so it had to get transported. Um, we have other dinosaurs in southern Alberta where they kind of were buried in the same place that they were living at. It's much more common to find lots and lots and lots of them. Um, the specimen is definitely a one-off, both in terms of it being the only example and just how well-preserved it is.
0: So do you have any idea my, where it might have originally come from?
1: We think so. Um, so the area that it was found in was about 100 or 200 kilometres from the coast, uh, out, out, out to sea. Um, and we think it lived on the edge of that that seaway. So probably about uh, 100 or 200 kilometres to the west, uh, closer to kind of... Um, uh grand prairie area maybe north of there Uh, we're not sure exactly where it came from but we can kind of compare the plants that it was found with to the plants that uh grow in other areas of the world and 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 get some ideas but it is kind of a dinosaur out of place
0: (laughs) and and what do what can we speculate how how it died and how it got there
1: we don't know how it died. Uh, that's one of the few things that we haven't been able to figure out about this animal. Um, but we do know that either after it died or while it was dying, um, it got washed out to sea. And it probably went through a process a process called bloat and float, where it kind of <laughs> yep. starts to decompose and, and the gases build up and it, it floats on the surface. And then at some point it, it, it burst or it it, it, it uh, the gases leaked out and it sank to the bottom. And it must have been buried reasonably rapidly because um, it, it's so well preserved. It hasn't been scavenged a lot it, it's fairly pristine um, and uh, and it was just uh, the right conditions for it to be preserved very well and the the right conditions for it to be found at the right time by somebody who was paying attention and uh, and now we have an amazing specimen
0: and and how many years ago did you say that it would have been roaming the area up around grand prairie
1: uh, uh it was uh, about 110 million years ago, 112 million years ago. Wow. Um, And, yeah, it was found in kind of Fort Mac area but may have been living a bit further to the west.
0: Yeah, amazing stuff. Dr. Brown, I always appreciate you making time for us and uh, love having these conversations. Thank you.
1: No problem. Thank
0: you very yeah. much for having me on. Yeah, you betcha. Thanks for the update. Uh, and again, can't wait to get down and see that. It's on our to-do list here in the next uh, few weeks. But if you want to check it out, again, the Royal Terrell Museum, it's, it's considered to be uh, the most perfectly preserved dinosaur on Earth. And it's the Borealopelta uh, mark-mitchellae. And again, Mark Mitchell was the the worker who spent, listen to this, what, 7,000 hours to free the dinosaur from the rock that it was in. Very, very cool.